physical education uh, listeners. Um, really excited to be sharing the second episode of collaboration and adaptive physical education uh, with you today uh, with Gobin Johnson and Heather Katz, who we met last time. Um, so in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about more of that collaboration piece, why we do it. And we're going to talk about collaborating in social media. And we're also going to learn a little bit about why they wanted to become adaptive physical education teachers. And this is pretty good emotional stuff um, about why the purpose that we have. But uh, anyways, everything's going really well. I've been super, super busy. So sorry it's been taking so long to get some of these out. Um, I don't have any other podcasts at the moment scheduled. So um, if you have any ideas some, on some podcasts, please email me. Uh, my, my email is... SC and my last name McNamara23 at gmail.com, or you can Facebook me at the What's New in Adaptive Physical Education Facebook page uh, if you have any ideas or um, some potential guest ideas. Anyways, I had some a really great thing that happens sometimes, and I was just going to share it. One of my former guests, uh, Jean Young, uh, she was on the episode where we talked about Down syndrome and working with kids with Down syndrome. I got a message from her the other day, and she was really excited, and she told me that she was at a conference in Southern California, and that the uh, speaker at the event uh, called up, they had a a celebrity in the uh, audience, and asked her to talk a little bit about the podcast, and it sounds like things are going really, really well. I love hearing stories like that, where people um, are able to network or able, are hearing about the podcast and that stuff really, really um, brings some positive um, some positive thoughts and feelings about the podcast. So I'm so happy to hear that it's doing well in some different areas. So with that, uh, here's our la- latest podcast on collaboration. Is why do both of you feel the need to collaborate with all these people that we've already discussed. We've talked about collaborating with each other, the IEP team, with other agencies. Why do you think that that's an important thing that you do? Because everybody has a different background. Even uh, There's three APE specialists in Denton, and each one of us has different strengths. And that just being able to see things from a more analytical perspective and then... What I bring to the table a more emotional perspective, passionate, I guess you could say. We all have different things we bring to the table, and each kid is different. So when you can all come together, you're bound to reach more children that way. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Reaching out to other professionals, either AP professionals or therapists, uh, just gives you a much better picture of who the student is as a person that you're dealing with. Um, people see, we can, two of us can look at the same kid at the same time performing the same skill, and we, because of our backgrounds and our training, we'll come away with possibly a different interpretation of what we just saw. 
And I think that helps me reaching out to those other professionals with different backgrounds, um, make sure that I truly am doing for each of my students the best that I can in planning their programming, planning their goals, hopefully helping with plan transition to wreck and leisure into adulthood, um, and having a long-term plan for the kids because you, you get a better picture, like I said, of who they are, what they want to do, um, what they're capable of doing, and now how do I get them there? And the reaching out to other APE professionals helps me with the how do I get them there, definitely, and reaching out to the OTs and PTs help me to make sure that I know what these kids are capable of. Maybe I'm seeing something that I, I'm not expecting them to perform a certain skill because of what I'm seeing, but then I talk to a physical therapist and occupational therapist and they, they explain to me why I'm seeing that at this point in that kid's development if I haven't already noticed that. And that allows me to move forward and, and plan better so that we can, between OT, PT, and APE, we can make sure that we're building those skills towards their goals. So it's almost like that idea, and I've discussed on the show a few times, that idea of the total child. Total child. And you're not, none, no one of us can see all the needs or uh, pieces of that total child and bringing that extra collaboration piece in allows us to get a better viewpoint of those parts that we're blind to for whatever reason of that total child, whether it be our background, um, whether it be the time we're with them. But, wow, yeah, excellent. Uh, and you, being by myself in the district, being me, myself, and I, and, and mm-hmm. AP, uh, you can tend to start seeing things through a mirror, and you're just you're looking at things the same way all the time. Collaborating with others allows me to look into somebody else's mirror and see what they're seeing and be able to take that back and challenge myself to look at things a different way. Um, yeah, if everybody was like me, it'd be a boring life. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got to get out and, and talk to other people and, and be with other people. So uh, I think that helps me a lot just reaching out to others to make sure that we are serving all of our kids to the entirety of that child. See, I disagree with that. I think it would be great if there was a lot of me in the world. <laughs> all different backgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, so I'm going to ask you now. So, kind of like a, you know, you're both. So, three years you've been AP. Now you've been in school a lot longer than that. Yes. But and then Heather, this is your first year. So, um, I want to know, I love the field of AP, and most people that, and I know both of you love it as well, but most people that I meet in AP, it's it's a field that people love to be in. Um, so, why, what brought you, like what, if you can define that, like why is AP the career for you? Well, um there, there's a few different routes I could go with this answer. Uh, for me, physical activity has always been an important part of my life. And just as a form of expression, just 
it, it's been every, everything for me. So I knew I wanted to be in a field related to physical activity. And then when I uh, did my undergrad at KU in health and PE, we had a, one, one course on adapted PE. And we got to shadow teachers and work with kids. And I just felt this connection with them. I, I couldn't really explain it. But even when I was teaching elementary PE, I loved that job. But I would always gravitate towards the, those kids with the kids with disabilities. And I just felt like that's where I could make the most difference. And to allow the, those kids to feel that same uh, joy that I get out of physical activity, that would just, that's what I want to do with my life. Uh, similar answer. I, I got involved in working with kids with disabilities um, in a program I mentioned earlier that I had been teaching uh, when I was still an athletic coordinator, a partner PE class. Um, it's, it's, it's a class designed for general education PE curriculum where they bring in general ed or typically developing uh, students to assist with one-on-one -on -one teaching, peer modeling for those students with disabilities. Um, when the teacher that was teaching that decided to retire, nobody would take the job. Nobody wanted it. And I, I stepped forward and said, I will do it. Um, and that was, that was probably one of the biggest blessings, is to be able to sit there and work with those kids. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, but just to see the growth when somebody cares. Um, then when this opportunity came available, you know, I had been teaching quality athletes for a long time, um, football players, track athletes, basketball players. Um, everybody wants to work with the best athletes. Everybody wants to attach their name and their person to somebody that's going to hopefully be successful at the next level and the next level and the next level. But you find fewer people that want to connect with the forgotten kids with disabilities. Uh, and that was really the thing that helped me decide that it was time for a career change. Um, somebody needs to step out there and make sure that every, every child is taken care of and every child is able to uh, succeed to the best of their abilities. Very powerful. Wow. That was really powerful. And in best of their abilities in physical activity as well, because we get sometimes forgotten. And again, we're talking about the whole child because physical activity is so important. I mean, you can look at all the research you want to, anecdotal evidence. Um, movement and physical activity is important to everybody's health. Um, but that is still, it's a major part, but it's still a part. And you have to, you have to look out for everything. You have to make sure you're taking care of their, not only their fitness, but their health and their education, their academics. Um, get to know who they are as a person, what they care about. So. I tell people all the time, one of the reasons I know I'm going to stay in this field for the long run is because these kids teach me more than I could ever teach them. And 
just being around kids that can inspire me. Like they, they have, oh, they just make me feel so grateful to have what I have because they come in to any class, they see any person and they just have this huge smile on their face even though they may be struggling with certain physical abilities, they they still just manage to have this amazing outlook on life, and I just think that's so beautiful. I can't imagine not being around them every day. To see the smile on a child that for the first time in their life gets to be involved in the parachute activity with the rest <laughs> of the class, rather than being pushed off to the side with a scarf as their parachute, um, that that's the kind of stuff that just keeps you going back and keeps you pushing to find new activities and new ways to do the same activities so that you keep that same joy of them coming to physical education class with you. So we, we turned off everything uh, for a minute, but we started talking about social media for a minute. And look, this just conversation, just like we were doing before. Um, Gobin has told us he is uh, a, he's confessed <laughs> that he's not a social media user. Not. And um, I'm sure everyone knows that I am, but and then Heather is on a lot of those things mm-hmm. as well. I'm fascinated by the social media movement, and I have a confession. I got a Facebook only a year ago because I was not for it either. Well, and it's not that I'm not for it. I, I, it serves a lot of good purposes. It really does. Um, but you have to remember my background as a middle school teacher for. 15 years, um, and all I saw as it was becoming the main mode of communication with other people is the bad things that came with it. That's what I had to deal with constantly, the bad things, the relationships that were destroyed um, amongst kids and faculty and, and, and within family members as well. And that's why I've personally held off. It's I do access Facebook pages and Instagram just to find information, and YouTube. I access all of that. I just don't have my own mm-hmm. uh, Facebook page or Instagram mm-hmm. account or Twitter or, or whatever is out there. I, I don't have that personally, but I do access all of that um, to see what's out there. And like I told you just a few minutes ago, you know, I, I think I finally got to the point where I can see some things that I can add to the world, either through Facebook or Instagram, and uh, make that available to others that might be in the same boat I was in the first year teaching mm-hmm. AP full-time that are out there just looking for, oh my goodness, I'm now the APE teacher, what do I do? Um, so like, I'm leaning more towards that every day, and it, it'll probably happen soon in one form or another, but that's kind of what's bringing me around. Is, yeah, it, t- it took me a very long time. And the re- and I never wanted to have one for quote unquote just personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Now moving now moving from Michigan to Texas definitely yeah. let me do that more. And Heather, you're, you're from Kansas, right? Yep. So that might have, I, you might have one before that, but I I didn't get one until I knew I was moving. But then from that, you know, now I want to stay in contact with my family and stuff. But through that, the professional development that I see is really um, awesome. I mean, uh, we have, I don't know, about five pages for APE on Facebook, I think, that are dedicated specifically to it. 
EP specialist that's is the, the big one, one. That's the one that I reference the most. Yeah. So many good questions on there and things that I didn't even think to ask but can benefit me mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And you'll see that sometimes. You'll see someone just ask a question such as, you know, I have, I have this unit. Um, I want to do a, a disability sports unit. I haven't seen that one yet, but <laughs> when you see that, and then they just, then people just answer with their, you know, expertise. Yeah. Uh, I found it's been really helpful since I've moved from Kansas. One of my dear, dear friends, she teaches uh, APE up in Missouri, and APE looks way, way different in Missouri than it does in Texas. And I feel really lucky that I got to go through this program at TWU because. Uh, yes, I call her and tell her all these things that I've learned and everything, but being able to reference social media and reach out to all these other qualified professionals has allowed me to help her, and that kind of spurred the whole us going and presenting at Moayford because of she just saw so many neat things going on down here. She was like, bring them to me, bring them up there. So social media has been great. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I use it. All the time, and I, I, you know, was so against it. Effort, I really was. I had had a lot of, um, a lot of thoughts about it beforehand. But the like the ability to collaborate, the ability for people to reach out, the ability for people to lend their comments. Now, I, I just real quick, if you got any thoughts on this, I just find this to be really interesting. And I was talking to a professor the other day, and you know, even what I'm doing right now. Now I have. I have quote unquote content experts on the show. I have people who've created things. I have people that are teaching in the field. I have authors. But it's still, it's not a peer reviewed uh, piece of material. Okay, so there's, um, I do go through and I, I, I myself go through and I'll, if there's something that's said, I usually go and try to make sure that that fact that was given was correct. I do that on my own. Um, but, you know, do you think there's ever a problem with that part of social media that any quote unquote Joe Schmo can go on there and give his idea or opinion on a subject matter um, and present it as factual? Yeah, I think that's a huge problem. Um, a huge possible problem, I should say. I don't know that it's a huge problem currently, but. In APE, it's a little bit smaller world, so if somebody's looking for APE stuff or come across APE things, um, they typically are there, I would think, for a a more righteous reason, for lack of a better word. Um, So I think you would have a little less of the uh, trolling (laughs) on there. See, I I have access enough. I know some of the words. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not completely ignorant of it. I just choose not to personally use it. But it might not just be intentions. It could be like just their content um, knowledge could just be. And, but that, I think that probably is the biggest problem. Just um, they have just enough knowledge to answer partially correct. Mm-hmm. Um, to be dangerous. To be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they fill in the blanks with their thoughts after that rather than their knowledge and I, I think that can be a problem, um, but that's where you also need to be vigilant and making sure you are educating yourself on these topics. Uh, there's textbooks out there that anybody can buy. You don't have to be a part of a university or in a, taking a college class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I 
all but one of my textbooks I've used in the classwork that I've done here at TWU for this master's degree in adaptive PE, I had already purchased and had been pouring through for my own knowledge before I ever enrolled up here. Um, so there are factual sources that you can reach out and, and get this information from and check it. And you need to make sure on your own that what you're repeating to others is correct um, and not try to go overboard with what you do and don't know. It's okay to not know. Mm -hmm. It's okay to ask a question and, and not pretend like you know something because then you can lead somebody in the wrong direction. Yes, uh, yes. Which can affect the kids in our field. Absolutely. What do you think about that, Heather? When you're going through the post and you're looking for things that are going to be helpful for you, mm -hmm. um, do you ever see anything that you're like, mm. uh, Yeah, for <laughs> sure. There's, there's no denying it, but uh, fortunately I'm not too far removed from TWU that I can usually spot what's not completely legit. But of course, I'm still learning. So mm -hmm. uh, like Gobin said, you got to know which resources to actually refer to. But uh, I think uh, as, uh, of course, we want APE, everyone to know about it and the word to spread. But unfortunately, that means that the larger it grows, the more people that know about it, the more trolls you're going to get, the more uninformed people so that, that's kind of a struggle with social media that yeah. I think could happen in the future and I don't want to take anything away from social media because I think it's fantastic mm -hmm. I almost see it as um, because I don't see it as an issue right now but I see it almost as a potential issue or an issue that almost it's almost it's bound to happen it's inevitable, it's inevitable yes um, we see it in every other realm of social media yeah. outside of APE, so it's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, but I, I think as long as people with knowledge are involved heavily, I think you can minimize or, or mitigate the, the knowledge uh, that's being passed along. Uh, you, can, you can make sure that things are true, or research-based, evidence-based, um, and that we're moving forward as a profession rather than taking a side trip to Jamaica. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a really good point, too, because um, in a lot of the APE uh, Facebook pages that I see, um, I see people like um, Artie, who I can't remember his name, but he's really big. He started the iTweet physical education and he's uh, he's in PE but he's always on there I see Dr. Linda on there all the right um, <laughs> but in he like I see these experts you know quote unquote experts that was an earlier podcast that we talked about the term experts one time but we have these experts that are on Facebook kind of saying eh, you know maybe you can just and you can also just individually mess with somebody not to embarrass them because yeah. there's even been a few times once or twice that I put something out there and I was like thinking back I was like you know what you know what I like parts of that resource but maybe I didn't like the whole thing I just put out there so maybe I deleted it afterwards so I said you know what maybe that wasn't the perfect thing for me to put out there better way to put it out yeah yes yes because sometimes that's also something too because uh, when we go on Facebook maybe you don't like the whole thing but maybe there's a piece of it that you would really like and you can take and yeah. use it later so one last thing on the social media. When we've just been talking about Facebook, 
have you, have you seen APE in other realms of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest? Well, with Twitter, uh, as part of the master's program last year, we were required to send out, uh, I think, like 10 tweets a semester promoting the program, and I actually thought that was really fun. Uh, it, that's what helped my friend Ashley up in Missouri kind of see what was going on down here and uh, just being able to use Twitter to promote the program was really good. Another um, thing I know a lot of people use Twitter for is like uh, you can have the hashtag APE, hashtag whatever, and you can actually have like Twitter chats and uh, everyone gets on at the same time and they can just have these conversations, which is helpful. And I've heard that in in education realms, like just like, um, I've heard that like, like I'm, I have a class somebody she's doing one on reading and she does like literacy mm-hmm. chat on Twitter. Do you know of any of that happened in AP? Uh, not specifically APE. I don't know of it. Okay. I'll, I'll go out there and search. It's called a PLN, right? A professional learning network okay. on Twitter. And so maybe we can do a little call out to people. So maybe yeah. that's an idea eventually for us yeah. to do one of those Twitter uh, chats. Cause I know exa- I, I haven't been a part of it, but it's something kind of interesting to look yeah. at. Yeah. It would be interesting to For sure. take a look at. Mm-hmm. And then Instagram, I just like following Dr. Linda's Instagram. She's always posting pictures and ideas of stuff she does with her students. And even though I get to talk with her every day at work, it's still fun to see sure. her on Instagram. Yeah, she's great. I've, I've taught people how to throw balls for a long time, and you know, I still learn a new way to oh, teach yeah. a kid how to throw a ball. Yeah, she's talking incredible. to her, so I thought I knew every way to throw a ball possible, but. <laughs> Still learn something new when you talk to everybody. That's right. Thank, thank you, Heather and Gobin, so much for, for being with us today. And uh, I'm walking away from this one, I think, feeling inspired from talking to both of you. Um, so you, you gave so many great ideas, and then uh, your enthusiasm and passion, I think, um, is going to be contagious within the fields and hopefully in the podcast because really, really great uh, information and, and passion. I just, uh, it's admirable. So I am hope that we can all take something away from this. So Appreciate you having us. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Great opportunity. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, guys.